0: What is going on and welcome to another edition of Jay Bird watching. We are part of the stadium scene TV network. I am your host. I am back this evening. I am Adam Corsair. Thank you both Craig and Brendan for holding it down for me last week. My apologies. I was on the seven day IL with a strep throat, but I'm 90% recovered and I'm happy to be back. So thank you. And speaking of Craig, you are joining me this evening. And of course we have... Our friend from the Jays Jam podcast, Mr. Chris Key, filling in for What's Brendan Pentagon. Oh, yeah. boys.
2: What's up? <laughs> or how I've been referring to him as our pinch hitter for the evening.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was no good in a pinch hitter role. I'll be completely honest. If I didn't start the game, you were getting nothing for it from me. Not even what? a little bit.
1: Well, because then you're the all relaxed.
3: In.
2: Yeah. Well, you just not you not the flow of the hanging game. hanging out on the bench
3: and I don't know. You're just you're relaxing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just and you weren't it. that guy throwing sunflower seeds at anybody, like Teoscar or anybody?
3: Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't wasting those things.
0: <laughs> there you no,
3: go. I was hungry. <laughs> I was
0: hungry. <laughs> Especially if they're flavored. Like if you had the barbecue yeah. flavored or something, there was a bomb. Oh, yeah.
3: I was I was always partial to the uh, dill pickle and yeah. then just, just like plain. I wasn't yeah. into all the other stuff.
0: Yeah. You know what's, you know what's underrated for, uh, baseball snacks while playing people like to do sunflower seeds i get it you guys ever fuck with corn nuts corn nuts are great
2: never honestly really did that in a baseball game oh, right? yeah dude. corn nuts good solid
0: <laughs> solid
2: solid now so, no, i was always yeah. i didn't have i guess, I guess um, beer some yeah, yeah, it's it's softball yeah, a little older and going round out at 36, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, the other things were like there was always a bag of the big big league cheat chew being passed around, oh, or yeah,
0: you know, yeah, no, yeah, the,
2: yeah. the bucket of the baseball bubble gum, or <laughs> yeah. something yeah. like that,
0: double um, bubble, or whatever it was. Yeah, those ones yeah. that
2: were like the rock hard baseballs that always said, you sorry, you're out, and not oh, anything
0: yeah. else. <laughs> yeah solid though it's, all right well hey uh we are recording this wednesday evening if you are not joining us for our live show and you're listening to this in the podcast feed we uh we appreciate the listen we appreciate the download as of this recording the jays are in the midst of a three game series against the baltimore orioles in baltimore with a record of 43 and 49 games behind the first place red sox five and a half behind the second place tampa bay Rays. And four games back of a wild card spot. Now, before we get into the meat and peanut butter of the show, I just want to gauge the level of concern that we may or may not have when it comes to this team, because when we're coming off a a, a loss against the Orioles to start a series, my concern o meter or concernometer. Goes up a little bit, just a little bit, but not too much. But I do st- tend to start thinking negatively about the team a little bit. I'm sure I'm not alone. So, Chris, being our guest, in a general sense, how are you feeling about this team now that we're past the halfway point of the season?
3: Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, it doesn't I'm not, sound very reassuring. Yeah. No, it... it <laughs> Obviously, I, I'm. we all have concerns about the bullpen. We all have concerns about the bullpen. The starting rotation is really starting to give me some concerns now, which has been steady Eddie for us throughout the mm. first half. Um, it, whether there's reinforcements on the way, like Minot has been a very pleasant surprise. So that's great. Um, apart from, though, obviously, Robbie Ray is our lord and savior and your boy all those wonderful things right like he's been great but like Matts has come straight back down to reality um there's lots of talk surrounding him maybe he's the odd man out eventually if and when something happens um who else who am i forgetting there's one other than obviously uh, (laughs) stripling's been great but like for how long? Like we we made a joke last night on, on our show that like Ross Stripling is kind of like the Randall Grichik of the pitching world. That like he's gonna go on this massive tear and do wonderful things, and everybody's gonna get on the hype train with him, and then all of a sudden he's just gonna plummet. Mm. And, and when's when's that gonna happen? Like I feel like every time that he's gone out, even though he's riding this huge hot streak, when when is he gonna come back to down to earth? Because he isn't Max Scherzer. He isn't. Uh, Justin Verlander, he isn't Clayton Kershaw. He's just another guy, unfortunately. Granted, he's looked like a really good guy as as of the last six weeks. But when is that going to regress? And I, I'm I'm concerned about Ryu.
1: Yep.
3: Really concerned about Ryu. Like really, really, really concerned. And I hope that he can prove me wrong tonight. And he is pitching tonight. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is pitching tonight. I don't have the game on right now. He's gotten
2: off to a nice lead so far because the Blue Jays offense is already freaking apparently going to bat for him,
3: (laughs) which is great. And that might be exactly what he needs to get himself right. And maybe 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 he needs that little jump and a little bit of a boost to get himself going. Maybe it's the Danny Jansen effect, which I hate to say, because that guy doesn't deserve a 40 man roster spot right now. But. Maybe that's the ticket to all of this, and maybe we're into a whole Josh Tolley effect again where we have a star pitcher that needs a personal catcher, which, say what you want about Josh Tolley, like, he did his job, I guess, but he was a waste of a roster spot, essentially. 100%, yeah. Other than But you were getting the best out of R.A. Dickey in that situation. You you were, and I will be the first one, and I will die on the mountain that R.A. Dickey was invaluable to this team in his time here and we in fact won that trade despite what a lot of people will say we did win that trade um because Syndergaard is basically nowhere to be found like perpetual IL. he, he, he had he had one good year basically maybe two but where has he been since and we had what we had with Ari nikki but I'm, I'm ranting now and i'm just going off on tangents
0: so all good. No, no, no. no. I, I, I feel you. Um, um yeah.
3: th- 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 I'm concerned about the rotation. Let's just say that. I, I'm concerned with that. Obviously, there's a glaring hole with the bullpen. Um, But I'm really concerned about this rotation right now. I'm not concerned about the offense even a little bit. It'll be there the and slightest. it'll be fine. Not well, even a little bit.
2: Well, just to put that to the air point, there are two outs in the first inning so far. The Blue Jays are already up three nothing with only one out and two and Rogers on second, third. So yeah. just saying, See, you're probably so it's right.
1: Good.
2: It's good. <laughs> what about you, um, Craig? I, I'm with you guys. The offense has been infallible, period. That's the reason we're at where we're at. But the catch to that whole thing is, this has been a tale of two different pitch, pitching situations this whole season. First beginning of the season, uh, first half of the first half, so the first quarter of the season, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking the Blue Jays' bullpen was carrying this team outside Hyunjin Ryu and Robbie Ray. And there was even some inconsistent outings right off the bat there for Ray because he was really only getting into this fifth inning, right? For those first few starts. So there was a lot of innings that the bullpen ate up when it was healthy lights fucking out. Everything was going great. The blue Jays had one of the best bullpens in baseball for the, through the first 30, 40 games. And then all of a sudden eh, everybody's gone. And now luckily in the midst of that whole equation, the starting pitching has picked up to take over some of the slack but not being able to close out ball games, we realistically could be in the ballpark right now of being in the race with the Red Sox for first place in this division and at least being on par with the Rays if you're talking about games we should have won. So, that being said, going forward here, we do have some guys that have joined the team that we're going to talk about here. There's some guys that are really starting to look good, and I think there's some good health guys coming back, too. So we've been hearing that Ryan Brucky's finally taking pitches and starting to do his deal to come back. Um, I guess he's eligible Sunday at the first to come back, even though after they moved him to the 60-day DL to free up some roster spots and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. there is some things coming in the Blue Jays' direction. And obviously, I think the biggest thing we've seen is the Blue Jays' management is ready to push some chips in the table. They were talking some pieces here that we might not have needed and whatnot. And we've gotten some pieces back that we really could use right now. So going forward here, I have a little bit more optimism. But watching that game last night against the Orioles, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like all Blue Jays fans, I think, were. That was an it easy was... win for them. And they just couldn't pull it out.
3: That was the old song and dance, though, just going back to the old characters that get us into trouble every time. Like, going to Trent Thornton in that spot was detrimental to the rest of the game
2: now. I've been consistently losing more and more faith in what Trent Thornton can offer this bullpen over the last two, three weeks. And just to say, I was one of his men, like everybody on this show, actually. We were actually toting him up pretty good for actually maybe eating up some of those starting gigs not even a month ago. Mm. So... It's amazing how many things change so quickly, but clearly there's something in his delivery all of a sudden that's a problem. And we are going to have to rely on the Anthony Castro's and whatnot for a little bit longer until we get the Brockies and company back. The one thing that's honestly driving me nuts Johnny Ax was throwing frickin' flamethrowers for the Canadian national team. Why the heck is he not playing right now in the Toronto Blue Jays uniform? Yeah. And he's only, and he's yeah. eating up innings in Buffalo. I figure with all the Russian roulette that we've been playing with our bullpen guys, what at least he's a veteran guy that might be able to know how to get people out rather than just relying fully on his stuff. But to that point, his stuff has looked pretty good from what I've been reading. Period. So pitching in Rochester this week. Hopefully, I can maybe get over there and watch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting that three weeks ago he was an analyst, or an analyst, or an analyst, good lord if I could talk, an yeah. analyst, and now he's like the savior of the bullpen coming from like the depths of unknown? Kind of yeah, and
2: the, and the fact that he's throwing <laughs> 97, somebody told me. I'm like, wait, we, we're talking about the same John Axford I played for the Brewers and I was with the Blue Jays for a bit there, you know, the same mm-hmm. guy? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, it's not just somebody else a clone. <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. really where it's coming from he's just figured out how to get that momentum going back again because i don't remember in his first stint with the blue jays him throwing 97 i don't know about you two no i thought no, it was like 93.
0: 93 yeah yeah so if yeah you
2: Found a way to tick it up that's a nice little opponent bonus piece
0: um i i do have my concerns when it comes to the pitching in general you know to wrap a bow on the the general concerns here um offensively i think i'm with you guys but I, again I, sort of like 2015 and a little bit of 2016 um i don't like to rest my laurels on just offense alone you need good pitching especially bullpen uh depth and and reliability in order to to make a strong playoff push now whether or not uh the front office sort of builds towards that come the trade deadline which we're going to get to in a little bit um that's a story to be told on a later date but as of right now you know, we're we're banking on this this team in order to make a playoff spot, right? We're talking wild card or division. Doesn't seem like the division's going to be in reach. I I just don't see a, an epic collapse of the Boston Red Sox, despite how much that would just thrill me. Um, I just don't see that happening. And then you have to deal with the Rays ahead of them too. Um, I think the wild card is the best spot, but you're fighting for teams. In those spots, I don't know that the Jays are a 91 team, and I'm kind of thinking that you're going to need to win at least 90 games to get to a wildcard spot, um, especially with how stacked the AL East is right now uh, with the front two teams being Boston and and the Rays. The Rays are going to get one of those two teams are going to get a wild card spot. Um, so you're competing against the likes of, I guess, Seattle now, uh, Oakland, Houston. You have you have competition. Yeah, I
2: think it's uh, the big one we need to get over.
0: Yeah, you know, you have competition. So can they win 47 more games? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that currently as constructed that this is a playoff caliber team as currently constructed. Um, can they make additions? Can they make... Uh, tweaks here and there to make them more competitive and more of a reliable playoff contending team. I'm sure they can, but you know, if we're, if we're looking for echoes from 2020 to sort of bleed into 2021, and we're just assuming that this is a playoff team, I think that's fool's gold. Um, The offense is great, but we're going to need a little bit more uh, in terms of reinforcement. So that being said, let's just jump right in. Um, there was another trade that we get to discuss. Uh, Rowdy Telez has been traded to the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange for reliever Trevor Richards and minor league starter Bowden Francis. Now, Craig, let's start with you. How do you feel feel about Rowdy being traded away? And do you consider Richards to be an immediate upgrade for the pen?
2: All right, first off, Rowdy, I love him. Don't get me wrong. But if we were going to trade somebody and hope to get a decent return back... There's still a lot of upside in Roddy Telez's game, especially for a team that is lacking any kind of offense at the first base position, like the like the Milwaukee Brewers. This is a team that was hoping to get, <coughs> excuse me, a resurgence of uh, Daniel Bogelbach. Yep, and I think that's hilarious because I use the word resurgence
0: <laughs>
2: because the, that implies he was good to begin with.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: I think right now they have two guys that they're hoping one of them is actually going to reach their potential in that whole equation. Cause that right now I would say, say that both of those guys are on par with ceiling period. Yeah. But I think Roddy Telez has a better chance of getting to that ceiling for the Milwaukee Brewers,
0: especially so, in that ballpark.
2: Oh, I think he's going to honestly come out and he's going to look like uh, Travis Shaw did a couple of years ago. Yeah.
0: Him. Yeah.
2: I honestly wouldn't be shocked by that at all. And in the midst of that equation, though, we get a guy that is going to be a decent person in our bullpen. He's not going to make a giant splash, but he's that guy that can be in front of Simber. We were talking about last week while you were, uh, unfortunately, on the IL, Adam, where he really fits in. And right now, he unfortunately is basically a setup guy. Yeah. Especially with how the fact that, you know, DeLise has not come back to form yet, obviously, from his Injuries things and I'm honestly Even starting to question if he's a major leaguer And then you get to the point where You're going to have just some guys that can just eat Some innings like I said we just need Somebody to keep the dam from freaking Imploding not even yeah. you know, leaking At this point get somebody to Get to Ramon Mano and everybody at The end and then if we get anybody Else anybody else you've got These decent arms in front of them it, I Made the equation with Simber Being like getting LaTroy Hawkins a few Years ago you know, I think you get, get enough of those guys that are good. It doesn't have to be the guy that literally gets everybody out, but if you get me a... Th- in the innings you pitch, you get me a three, three and a half ERA, fine. We just need somebody that can do that, because right now, we can't even get a guy that's going to get sub-six on an ERA with what Trent Thornton and company have been doing lately. Man. So, it's hedging the bet in the right direction, right? And in all reality, we didn't give the whole farm up or anything like that. And Sadly, I think the guy that they got in the minor league system here is actually the real piece of the trade. I think he's got something to the tank. He's not going to be anything crazy or anything, but it's another arm in that equation going forward here in the next two years that has a ceiling of a four or three or four guy. I think realistically he's going to be a nice five guy in a major league rotation at some point. He's got some good pitches. And in the midst of that, he threw a five inning uh, one hitter shutout the other night or something like that. I was reading so and the media around the Milwaukee Brewers is wondering when he's been gonna he was gonna get a shot. So he's not too far down the pipe. Maybe he is a guy that fits into this bullpen with this state of crap that we've been pushing out lately.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Chris.
3: Rowdy is gonna be one of those guys that comes back. I don't necessarily think to haunt us because the guy in front of him blocking him is generational talent so he just he just just wasn't gonna play here and with with the abundance of outfielders we have and the abundance of infielders we have coming in Groshans Martin and uh whoever else Martinez Mourinho whoever's coming up eventually there's always going to be a logjam in that DH spot for him and and to be honest I like the rotating DH um it gives the guys a break. It gives the guys like right now in the position where Springer is coming off his injury and you can give him that extra day where you still want to bat in the lineup because that makes that lineup really scary, but you get him a day out of center field, which I think is hugely valuable, especially as he gets older and it, chances are, he's probably going to move to a corner outfield position anyway, but that's down the road. Back to Rowdy. Rowdy's going to be a guy He's gonna hit probably twenty five to thirty five home runs in a year with consistent at bats, and when he really figures it out. But I don't think he's ever gonna hit like over two thirty, either. Mm. He's gonna be kind of around a two thirty, and, and I don't think we need that as a team. We really. don't. I always was just
2: comparing his ceiling to Carlos Pena.
3: Yeah,
2: Blue Jays like, fans knowing him on Robbie on the Rays. Yeah,
3: yeah, like
2: I, I he's a great guy. Like he's a beast of a human like he is a
3: massive massive dude and he can hit the ball harder than damn near anybody on the planet but we have enough of those guys but we have enough of those guys that are better than him so and to be honest i don't think whatever whatever blue jay staff were preaching to him was working as well i think he needed a fresh voice in his ear probably New change of scenery is going to do wonders for that guy. And, like, I wish him the best. And, and I think that, as well, like most of Blue Jays Nation, especially on Twitter, they were calling for this. Like, everybody was trying to figure out how we were going to trade Rowdy Telez for Kyle Hendricks, Javi Baez, and Chris Lane yeah. in the winter. So, yeah. maybe <laughs> and, and, how, and, and, how, and how that was going to happen with Lindor. And, like, Rowdy was going to four or five different teams this winter but
2: <laughs> yeah. although right now we might be able to trade him for Lindor you Just might
3: be. <laughs> Now on on the other side of it Trevor Richards he's he's better than Thornton yeah so he's better than he's better than Beasley he's better than I uh, honestly I'll throw it out there right now I don't know who's in our bullpen from night to night it's like I know Romano's down there I'm Delise. pretty sure Mesa's gonna be down there. Is Uh back? Is he not? Do you trust them? Proper would be the catcher. And then <laughs> like who else is who else is down there? So you get a guy that comes in that throws a crap load of strikeouts and can give you three outs in a night. That's gonna be better than who we have back there. So you give up a guy like Rowdy for a good controllable or good controllable relief pitcher and a triple a AAA starter that's on the fringe who might be a bullpen piece as well as craig just said yeah. good for them like yeah a second
2: i honestly think this is one of those very rare trades that nobody really will win because i think everything is going to even out over the time frame you know what i mean
3: I think they're both winners in this yeah I've heard they Joe get what
2: they needs. need. We needed bullpen help. They needed a first baseman.
3: Yeah, and it's clear that neither of these guys, with the rotation and like the pitching staff that the Brewers have, like these guys weren't going to get a crack to, to move any further.
2: Yeah, no, and they will
3: that. be. They'll be pushed further ahead with the Blue Jays organization. So good for them. Rowdy will get a spot. Good for him. Wish him the best.
0: Yeah, you know, also. Richards, to me, was... I, I, it's weird that the Brewers traded for him and then traded him away, which sort of raises red flags for me just slightly in my, you know, in, in the recesses of my mind. I'm just like, I don't know. do they see something? Because uh, But then again, they didn't have much of a great look at him. The sample size is rather small. I, they only acquired him in May. But I, I don't know. I just think that... You know, we've talked about uh, Rowdy Tellez a lot on this show, especially after last season, which we had, he had a pretty good end of season before getting hurt. And I was saying the time to sell Rowdy Tellez is now. Sell high now. And I, I wasn't expecting anything monumental this past offseason, but given the rumors that we were hearing, or rather the confirmation that we were hearing from Montoyo, that Vladdy was going to go to first base, the, the writing was on the wall. There was not enough room for him. And you look at how this, this front office operates, you know, with the exception of the catcher catching position and just Vladdy, who is a generational talent, as you mentioned, Chris, and who has held it down rather well at first base, if not exceptionally well. Unbelievable. Yeah. This front office loves versatility. There is not anybody else on this uh, in the infield or the outfield that couldn't play another position if asked on the could transition to second if asked, uh, Simeon could go to short if asked, uh, Espinal can play numerous positions in the, in the infield if asked, and I'm sorry, Vigio can play everywhere. Uh, I'm just yeah, saying have that he's to be, going to be
2: the best catcher we have in this organization anytime
0: could soon. Be. Be. <laughs> Great Chuck doesn't have to be just generated to center field, right? He can play multiple outfield positions. Maybe Teoscar, you could argue, is better suited just for right field, and maybe he's not the best in terms of versatility. But if in a pinch, I mean, he's played left, he could play over there. Whereas Rowdy. He's played center, too. Yeah. Rowdy. What's he doing?
2: I think center's what actually made him a good outfielder. He yeah. got used to having the ball hit straight at him without the left or mm-hmm. the right slice, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he all of a sudden has made himself a, a good outfielder because we all knew he could get to the ball. That wasn't the problem. It just seemed like when he got there, he didn't have the footing right and everything else to actually catch the ball.
0: Yeah, he's he's kind of like Jose. Now he's figured it out. Yeah, he's he's a little bit better now, but I really it, want to
2: see somebody in Blue Jays fandom compare that freaking stat line right there, offensive, defensive, Teoscar and Jose. The re, the you know the ups, yeah. upswing of Jose Bautista to where Teoscar has been over the last two years, because I, I ironically think it's going to be very similar.
0: It should be. It should be. I, I don't see Teoscar think, hitting 50 minus balls, a
2: fifty-four so. homer season. Yeah, I yeah. think Teoscar is probably the better overall hitter. Yeah, because Jose was what I think his best season was 270 ish yeah. batting yeah. average. yeah
1: when you're hitting
2: 50 it, yeah. home runs and 120 RBIs. Nobody's paying attention yeah, to your batting average. Just saying. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Teoscars had a quietly to throw it completely off track now. Teoscars quietly had a very good year. Like mm-hmm. very good. Like he's all star. Yeah, he's an all-star, but like when you when you look at the Blue Jays lineup, you don't think Teoscar Hernandez all star hitting 300 or just yeah. under 300. But yeah. like you don't think that because there's Samian who's been unreal. Uh, you have Bo Vladdy Springer hitting in front of him now. Like how, how unreal is that? George Springer hitting cleanup right now, protected by four all stars. That's, that's where you, you got to put him though right now. And, and you could insane. argue that gritchik should be there, too. You could make – you could make an argument. Like, you could have George Springer – George Springer, $150 man, who came over here who would probably also be an all-star if he played the entire year. Yeah. Just something really nuts.
0: Yeah, no. Look, all in all, There could be
3: eight all-stars on this team
0: right now. Yeah. I mean – Trying to think. Yeah, I mean the outfield minus Lordis. Minus all, Lourdes. Yeah. And I don't healthy. think obviously if Springer was healthy, he'd be an all-star. Yeah. Um
3: plus you have both lad, semi Simeon. Yeah. Ray should be there.
0: Ray should and be Ram-
3: there. Ray should be there, and Romano shouldn't. But I said last night as well, I'm I am so happy
2: that our, none of our
3: pitchers went. Yeah, they, I agree.
2: They need, they need this break so bad. Oh, it's it, even if they were going. I was hoping that they would opt out, or be like, "Nope, sorry, yeah. let Otani pitch more." Yeah, I also, I also made the argument that they should give Ryu
3: a phantom IL stint after the start. Let him miss a start. Let him miss a right start.
0: It's his worst mm-hmm. month, worst month of his career in June. Yeah, terrible, so terrible.
3: Give him, give him an extra week of rest to build him up for the second half. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, yeah, well, good stuff either
0: way. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the the bullpen, look, I did, when, to wrap a ball on the trade, Um, I'm happy that we got two arms for Rowdy. If you would have just said we got Bowdoin Francis, I mean, sorry, Trevor Richards just for Rowdy, I'd be like, ah, all right, position of need for a position of need, I get it. And when you throw in uh, a minor leaguer that could be, as you mentioned, Craig, the back of a rotation piece later down the line— That to me is kind of gravy. I'm just like, all right. Like, I'm never really worried about a fifth starter until it actually happens. Uh, But if he can secure a rotation spot in two, three years from now, sure. And then we'll look back on this trade and be like, hey, remember Rowdy Telez? And probably, probably, even though we're hyping him up and he's probably going to have a decent uh, tenure as a brewer, probably we're going to say, "Oh, yeah, I remember him. Like I, I don't see this to be something that's going to kick our ass in the in the end. I don't see us looking and be like, "Oh, fuck. We should have never traded Rowdy Tellez. I, I just think this was a necessary thing for the Blue Jays to improve an obvious area of need. So uh, yeah. I, i'm I'm happy. With the trade, I don't know I if you guys wonder haven't...
2: how much of that trade was the fact that he was a Ray. Do you think Montoyo had some inside info on knowing what he was, you know, from when his time when he was a Ray, or mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, or do you think it was just something? This is Blue Jays scouting hard at work.
3: Scouting. I don't think it has anything to do with Montoyo doing that. I think it's just if he was a Ray, it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's way? a nice point. You way? know, right. Montoya has no insight on anything yeah. to do with this team other than being a face for the press conferences, and that's exactly.
0: It. Yes, and yeah. when
3: he's in front, and when he's in front of a camera, he usually says something stupid.
0: Yep,
2: or says something he shouldn't. To that point, though, worst case and scenario, this was just two guys that they thought Pete Walker might be able to push in the right direction here. So there is that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I don't, I don't discount the potential. Um, and look, if if it was something that Montoyo was pushing for, uh I I I question I question whether or not it was a good move. Let's just I'll just leave it. Oh, at that there page. it is. You're I back just, <laughs> I, I, I don't trust him. All <laughs> right, yeah. right, let's, let's let's move on. Uh so Chris, has a resident Canadian, I want to shoot this one to you. Uh the Jays have submitted a proposal to return to Toronto by July 30th, a day after The trade deadline. Um, As far as I know, based on my loose research via Twitter, uh, there is no decision to be expected this week. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of the the, like the provincial um, decisions or the municipalities. I, I just I'm not familiar with it. I'm sure there are some things that they have to do in order to. In terms of red tape, I do know there's a Stanley Cup playoff happening or finals rather with the Canadians. Mm-hmm. So maybe there there's there's a loophole there. I don't know. But we know for a fact, at least, that there has to be a certain vaccination threshold when it comes to teams in order to for restrictions to be relaxed. We know for a fact that some members of this team are not vaccinated, if uh, not partially vaccinated, whatever do you foresee any of this to be an issue? Do you think that there's a realistic shot that the Blue Jays are going to play in Toronto come August at the very latest? Uh, or do you think that this is all just sort of red tape and it, it's sort of an inevitability at this point? What say ye? the Blue
3: Jays are coming home this year? That's a fact. They're coming home this year. Um, people up here are sick of what's going on and, um, especially uh, so i'm in waterloo region so is brendan we're kind of wrapped up into the same thing mm-hmm. and, and they have us in different stages so there's stage one stage two stage, stage three for the opening of what's going on right now like we can't have indoor dining where we are if i drive five minutes like south of my house you can there there's different thresholds from what you can do in waterloo region in brant county and then if i go like five minutes the other direction oxford county i can do different things from waterloo region as well waterloo region has been hit with the delta variant pretty hard okay. so we're we're behind everyone right now like toronto's opened up past what like even where i am uh right now having said that we are progressing and like our vaccination rate is very good up here um, Canada has probably the best, I think, vaccination rate in the world now uh, per capita, whatever, whatever. Sure. I'm yeah. not going to pretend that I know anything more than just looking at some charts that people have retweeted and they're like, yeah, look at this. It looks good. But <laughs> the the thing that I foresee and without raising too many red flags and saying the wrong things and getting too many people up in arms.
1: The, oh, federal,
3: go Just the, go the federal government. Okay. So the federal government is different. Basically for we have the conservative government we have the liberal government who is in charge of the federal and then the conservatives are in charge of the provincial. It's been signed off by John Tory, who is the mayor of Toronto. It's been signed off by Doug Ford, who is uh, the leader of the Conservatives, and the provincial government. Now we're waiting on federal uh, government, which is Justin Trudeau and the Liberals. Justin Trudeau is, there's been talk of an election probably held in the fall uh, because they probably feel like they could win a majority right now rather than a minority government. So he's probably going to be fishing for votes is where I'm getting for getting with with this. <laughs> Now, does he think that he could fish for more votes by letting the team up here and making the Blue Jays look like heroes? They're in a playoff push and everybody's rah-rah, let's have a good time, everything is good. Or does he think that votes can be swung in a way that, no, we're going to stay pat, we're not going to bring them up here, and we're going to stay the course? To me, that's where it's going to come down to. It's not going to really come down to much more than that it's all political game um, which sucks for fans of the team because we've all done our part we've had our vaccinations we've done what we're supposed to do bring the boys home bring them home it, it, you can do some sort of modified quarantine and I know that that's going to be a problem with the union and I know that that's going to be problems with major league baseball but like the I can't remember what the hotel is in uh the dome anymore it was the renaissance for years
0: yeah
3: um yeah, i think it changed hands it, you can use, yeah you can do some kind of modified quarantine with that the elevators from that hotel go right down to field level like that's not an issue you can rope off their own elevator to go from one floor you come out right at the outfield fence that's not a huge, huge deal um other than that they they need to come home they need to come home there's no reason why they can't, like you said about the Canadians playing in Montreal, they have 3,500 fans and an 18,000 seed arena. The dome holds close to 50,000. We should be able to put, th- there were days where I've been to the dome and there's like 10,000 people in there and like you have a row to yourself.
2: Yeah, that place. There's no reason... Oh, you mean days when Roy Halladay wasn't pitching in the Angry (laughs) Bird era?
3: (laughs) Like, there's no reason that you couldn't put ten or 15,000 people if that's the threshold that you want and everybody feeling safe in that place. There's no reason. There's no reason. And to the
2: other point, that is the max capacity right now of the Salem field, and they're not filling it.
3: They're not filling it. Mind you, you can get, like tickets right behind the plate for like 68 bucks for the series against Texas. I was kind of yeah. just playing around mm-hmm. with that.
2: Oh, oh yeah. and then if like, you wait to the last minute you day out, they've been was... selling them for $29.
3: Yeah. Do you want to know what that would cost <laughs> in Toronto just for a Tuesday against Baltimore? Those would oh, be die. like,
2: those
0: would be yeah. like
3: 150 to 500 bucks. Easily. Easily. Especially when
2: they come back to her all of a sudden. Yeah. And the, oh yeah, the Blue Jays are selling there's, out there's the restricted R- games. Now they're not restricted, yeah. so nobody wants to go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and there's already people selling secondhand tickets on StubHub for July 30th. Oops. Oh wow. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's a dirty game ticket land up here. I don't yeah. know what it's like down there, but it's a dirty dirty mess up here. But anyway,
0: oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's where we're
2: at. Buffalo, they're saying not to buy anything. The Buffalo police are saying don't buy anything from anything but MLB.com or StubHub because they're the only MLB official one. Everything yeah. else they're saying, good fucking luck. <laughs> good shit.
3: Yeah, that, I, that's
2: kind of sad here. Yeah. I, they
0: look, need
3: to come home. It'll it'll be unbelievable for
0: this area. Unbelievable.
3: Yes. They need I, we need it. We need a hero in this area, and it could be the blue jays.
0: Well, I mean, like this, this sort of, I don't want to call back to whether or not this team is a playoff team. I just think the, just having the sort of levity of having them back at all, even if they aren't chasing playoff games at that point, let's just say come mid August, they're out of it, which isn't that much of an impossibility, but it's, it's, you know, it's on the table. I think people in Toronto or in the surrounding area, the GTA, will be, more than happy to have something to do, right. To have somewhere to go and to, to sort of celebrate watching, uh, their team, their only baseball team. Yeah. Like have that sort of normality back in their yeah. lives. Um, I think it's important. Uh, I, I, I can't really comment when it comes to the safety of it and w- what the science is telling uh, the, the local governments, or the provincial government. Like, I am not a scientist, so I don't have that data in front of me. So I can't really make that decision. Mm-hmm. But I'm not denying the fact that this is ultimately a political game. Um, if the vaccination rates are as good as you say they are, and I have no reason to doubt you. I mean, here in, in the States, where pretty much it's open season. For basically everything, right? So yeah. I don't see a reason for, why it can't for, be.
3: Just, for, just for a little context, I'm going to say on average, there's been 25 to 30 cases, maybe 20. We'll go on a broader range. There's been 25 to 35 cases a day in Toronto.
0: That's crazy good. That's really good.
3: And they're in step two of the reopening. Mm. There's still really one more. Good. There's still one more step. That is supposed to be announced soon ish probably another two weeks, all right, which still doesn't open things up a hundred percent like then you're at like fifty percent capacity for things
0: right, right well, hold on like, like, it, so let's... it's super
3: reserved here, super reserved
0: let me uh let me flip it on its head and i and I'll shoot this to you, Craig. Let's just assume that uh. July 30th, is it is it a home game, you were saying, Chris? Yep. Okay, yep. so home game in Toronto. Let's just say they're going back. They have everything all figured out a couple weeks ahead of time, and they're moving equipment from Buffalo, and the Bisons are getting ready to go back to Buffalo. Everything's looking good. Okay, so they go back to Toronto. Craig, are you concerned, A, with the turf? And B, that the shuffling and now playing in a legitimate major league ballpark, not to say anything bad about Salem, they did an outstanding job, but I'm just saying, you know, offensive production Mm -hmm. might be, you know, a little dwindling. Are you concerned now with moving back? Because some of these players have not played in Toronto. Like, fun fact Joe Panic never played a game in Toronto
2: right but yeah, you were he was saying that a about Sammy uh, that he's the best player that I ever pl- not play in the Toronto blue- <laughs> <There you laughs> or go. something like that the other day. yeah
0: george so. springer not i mean he's played games in Toronto but he, not as a blue jay so i maybe yeah. george springer is a bad example but we're having breakout players like bo uh like obviously Vladdy. uh we've seen Tay Oscar do it so maybe he can you know pick right back up but you know lordis are we ha- do we have concerns with these players uh, at home multiple games in a big league ballpark.
2: Personally, I think it's just going to help them. I really just just as much as the Canadian people want to have the Blue Jays back, they want to have a real home. Buffalo, like you said, has been every sense of the word as best as it possibly can be. And I will admit, unless the Yankees, or the Red Sox are in town, those are home games for the Toronto Blue Jays. Buffalo has fully integrated the blue Jay culture into their idea. And the, you know, the, the, bills mafia is all up in arms over it. It's good times. So, but that whole thing, the team wants to get back to their normal too. And they're not really where they're supposed to be. And they know that it doesn't matter how pretty they make it. What's this, all that. And not to mention these rumors of even being able to come back and go to Toronto, have to be weighing on them to a little bit. it's like, Oh, okay. Why can't we just stay here? Or why can't we just go back really quick? You know, it's what, that constant, what if, what are we going where are we going to be playing in three weeks? Hmm. Right. I think right now is their best chance of being able to actually get back to a normal get into the swing of everything, go Toronto, and then actually have real Toronto Blue Jays fans at a ball game. And I'm like, I said, no, no, disrespect to Buffalo fans. that have adapted this team in their uh, daily lives over the last two months and the last year. Um, it's just, I want to see Vladdy hit home runs into the flight deck. I don't Mm. care where any, and and there's nobody on this team that's not going to be able to hit in that ballpark. The only thing that even sadly, the only thing that really even worries me is like what you mentioned a minute ago, the turf, if they go back to Toronto, are these injury issues that we've been seeing in a random season when they weren't play right prepped and ready to play on turf? Is that actually going to continue to decline and watch more guys get hurt? It has nothing to do with the, politics the culture stuff any of that it's literally uh, just a fear of mine and we we've seen it deteriorate baseball players in the past and it's not like they've been practicing on it and getting used right. to it and all that stuff these errors that we're seeing over the last week that were the you know the reason we kind of got in the hole last night with boba playing in camden yards Did they mm-hmm. those first five games that they that end up being critical win games for the Toronto Blue Jays turn into games that they end up booting the ball around just because they forgot how the ball bounces on turf, or to the point of what you just said, Marcus Semien hasn't played a game in Toronto as a home player. Right? Is he going to have the freshest, you know, a step at second base to be able to feel a good ground ball off that? That you know, that thing just hits that carpet and just some, you know, does some really weird stuff. And it goes a long, long way, but. To that point, there is a lot of players in this offense that that will help and only continue to grow their game. Watching Bo, Bo Vlad and Semyon hit the ball on the freaking turf, come on! they're are a lot right of top top has got surface. how many doubles? Yeah, yeah. You know those a lot of those little ones that would die in the grass in Buffalo on a and roll to an outfielder on a you know uh, while they're in stride might actually make it all the way to the wall and beat doubles and triples in Toronto versus singles and doubles. Hmm. So I can see it either way, but in all reality, I want to see him go back. And I really don't care about a lot of that other stuff. I want to, I want to hear blue Jays fans really chanting. And I'm sorry to say, even mm-hmm. the. Bisons fans, you know, getting the wave integrated and whatnot and (laughs) in the stands is not quite enough to cut it for me as far as, you know, quote unquote stupid blue jay culture things. Um and the don't field advantage I think will ring true. And the blue and and it could be the catalyst for the blue jays need to get over this last piece, other than you know, what we're hoping is a pending trade coming eventually. I'll say this really quick, two two really quick things. If the Blue
3: Jays come back mid August, it's gonna be like a month and a half of opening days. <laughs> for the fans that's it really what it's be. gonna look like and like opening day Adam I don't know or either of you guys I don't know if you've ever been to Toronto on opening day no i stopped, can't. I stopped going to opening days because mm-hmm. I became an old man and I couldn't handle it because a couple it was just it was nuts it it was becoming well it was becoming like a university drunk show is what gotcha mostly yeah happened. And I didn't care about spending four hundred dollars on one hundred level tickets. I wanted to sit up in the nosebleeds because that's that's where the real fans sit. Anyway, but (laughs) that's why you were all the frat kids and the university. Which you know, when I was twenty, it was fine. But now, a little bit older, and I have kids my own, not so fun. I'll sit at home and I'll drink a case of beer and a whole bunch of burgers and hot dogs at home, and spend a quarter of the money, and everything will be fine this yeah, well, second part just never blew any Yeah I the turf what's made of the turf in my experience is ludicrous I have I have a really screwed up left knee like really screwed up I can play I I've played softball I played fastball I played whatever I've, I, I can play softball tournaments and my knee is screwed for two or three days after a weekend beer league tournament. I can't deal with it. We played a 24-hour tournament. 24-hour, it went like a 72-hour tournament. It was from Friday to Sunday night. You could play. They used to have this at the Dome every winter where you could play at like 2 in the afternoon, 7 at night, 2 in the morning. Like it just mm-hmm. kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. My knee didn't hurt after playing at the Dome. Not nearly what it normally would on grass and dirt and, and whatever. So you're the it
2: was, inverse Brett Laurie. It was... Yeah. It,
3: was it, it Mind you, tons of top spin. Tons of top spin off that turf.
2: Like, crazy amounts,
3: and the ball just goes. But my knee didn't, didn't hurt nearly as bad as what it normally would. So, I... Do I think Besides that there's the anything to it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if – I think there's a lot to say about this high-performance department, but that maybe we can have that conversation <laughs> and
0: have a whole no, lot it's, that's true. <laughs> but, like, you know, and you make a good point because those that have complained about the turf, Brett Laurie, Jose Reyes, Josh Thompson, have been exiled from the team. Mm-hmm. And they've all been traded away. Right? So it, you could say it's been – it was a matter of sour grapes – it could have been just like uh, a, a poor transition. A contract, I got to blame something. Yeah, it could, maybe it's a whole lot of nothing. And you're right. We do make a big deal. We as Blue Jays fans or those that, you know, speak outside of the organization do make a big deal of the turf because it is sort of like unnatural. It's very unnatural when it comes to playing on a baseball field. Right. You want to see that natural grass. But at the same time, um, maybe it's not as big of a deal as maybe i'm making it out to be these are just like, like sort like of 90,
3: that, 90s skydome turf like that was just like oh yeah that's carpet that was like that was carpet rolled out on yes. concrete like that was bad but like what i felt when i played there six years ago which i'm sure the turf has changed since then it it was it was fine like it was harder than regular grass but was there dirt was, there at that time no, that we, it was the that year was that the they tra- it was. It was the year they transitioned to dirt.
0: There you go. Okay.
3: It was the year they transitioned to that, and that was why, because we had it. We actually ended up winning that tournament. Uh, we nice. got a whack load of cool things from the team, and yeah, it was a pretty good time. But nice. um, yeah, we um, that was why because we won the last one that was played there because then there the go. dirt the dirt came in mm. after that. Because we were looking to go back, and they, they didn't do it. Yeah. Good fun.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about Danny Jansen. We brought him up briefly, and now let's let's dive right in. Look, he's been activated off the IL, while Riley Adams has been optioned. Now, there's no surprise there when it comes to the ladder movement. Adams, I don't think any of us thought that he was going to be on this team for the rest of the season. Um, I thought it was, was for me. Yeah, I think I like
2: for me, kid, but I didn't want to see him on the team this year.
0: <laughs> no, no, not for the remainder of the year, unless there was like a Kirk like breakout. But look, with yeah. Reese's surge right now that he's on, coupled with Montoya's remarks of Kirk being 100 percent, but just getting reps in AAA. A. Craig, I'm going to toss it to you. Is this the final last put up or shut up session when it comes to Danny Jansen Or is this team going to continuously shell out chance after chance at the expense of Alejandro Kirk getting big league reps right now?
2: I think right now this is literally the waiting game because they have an opportunity to transfer Kirk to the 60 day DL like they did. He's got his rehab time. They can get to the all-star break without having to you know, break any cardinal law, right? <laughs> so this is an extended chance for Rod, or Danny Jansen to get in here, show if there's anything to it, or worst-case scenario, to showcase hopefully that he's healthy and we can maybe possibly move one of our catchers. Hmm. Right now, I, I still am not sold on Reese McGuire. And sadly, I actually picked to click him last week and I buried him. <laughs> he sucked the last week. <laughs> so yeah, I apparently ended the hit streak for him. But uh, if you ask me right now, flat out, who is the best catcher out of those three? It's still Alejandro Kirk, because I feel like he's still in the ballpark right now that he's defensively equivalent and his bat will play the other two. I'll give you a wild card. If they're actually going to hit, they both can play defense. It's about where I'm at with it right now though. I'll give you something. Maybe there is something to the Danny Jansen, the Ryu thing, because right now they're up three to nothing and he's in to the third inning without barely giving up a hit yet. Then Man. again, it's the Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, like I said, I, I think this is going to happen right now to give Danny Jansen that last piece before. The, and then after the all-star break here in the next week, We're going to have this whole wonderful conversation all over again on who actually is going to be catching for Toronto Blue Jays baseball for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Look, maybe this is bold, but I don't necessarily disagree that Alejandro Kirk, you know, assuming health with all of them, assuming all of them at their best is probably the best on both sides of the diamond. the best catcher the Blue Jays has have right now. I don't think it's outrageous today to say that reese mcguire is better with this team than danny jansen simply because of the left-handed bat.
2: there and is I, that the fact that he has shown there's something actually to the bat might yes. not be a lot because even when he was hitting it was like okay great you single 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 no extra base hits so but yes, he wasn't
0: hurting you. you he wasn't hurting exactly. you at the plate he wasn't a liability there um it's to not
2: the top of the order
0: Yes, how many and times I'm not I heard Matt
2: Tabor say that over the last month? I'm ready to shoot myself. <laughs> right,
0: right. I'm not saying that this is going to last. I'm not. I don't have faith that it will. I do think that Reese. It's only a matter of time before he he ultimately cools down. And as you mentioned, he's probably already has already started. But I'm not sure that I'm willing to trust Danny Jansen with a predominant role as catcher of this club. And I also think that Danny Jansen has, you know, outside of Kirk, if we're just looking at Danny Jansen or Reese McGuire, if you're going to trade one of them, teams are probably clamoring for a Danny Jansen, not a Reese McGuire. I don't think Reese McGuire has any trade capital at all to liquidate at all. I mean, he could have been picked up by anybody and he wasn't. Months ago. (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't, I think MLB teams are well disciplined enough to know that like, they're not going to just buy a short, hot streak from a catcher that could have been picked up by any team months ago. Right. And, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I just don't see a future for Danny Jansen on this team. That's going to push the blue Jays into contention. I just don't see him as an integral piece of this team for their success. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, Chris.
3: I'll start because Wes would kill me if I didn't bring this up. Because he was the most proud I've ever heard of him coming up with something with this. His bold prediction was that Aldro Kirk will not be a Blue Jay after the All-Star.
2: Ooh. The sad thing is there's some of that rumbling already sit, on Twitter.
3: Sit sit on that for a second.
0: Oof.
2: So who catches then? Reese McGuire and Danny <laughs> Jansen.
0: Uh, which is which is terrifying
3: <laughs> until Mourinho
2: is good to go in six weeks. Right now, I'd rather have a chance of freaking taking Gabriel Mourinho over the two of those if I'm taking Kirk out of the offensive. That I agree. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, and he just had surgery two days ago. Yeah. So, um, I-
3: the problem that I see going forward with this team is you have five catchers on the 40-man roster, and you need a lot of help going into this trade deadline. So something's got to give, and Reese McGuire, as well as he's done in these couple of weeks, has zero trade value, zero. Yeah, you yeah. might as well. you still might as well DFA him. Now, the the thing with that is, if you DFA Reese McGuire, somebody's probably going to pick him
2: up now. Yes, yes. That but
3: are nice. you going? But are you going to trade him for anything worth more than a high A ball player that On his is? Own probably not right you're not getting anything on his own I, I don't even you're you, the only reason you're throwing in Reese McGuire to any trade at all is to free up an extra spot for yeah. another and that that's the only reason you're you're trading him at this point Danny Jansen also has zero trade value. Riley Adams also has zero trade value maybe a little bit more than the other guys maybe. Maybe.
2: That's
0: based all on the based form. on
3: upside, though. Yeah. Based on upside. So your two options right now that somebody has to go is Gabby Mourinho or Alejandro Kirk. Take your pick.
2: Valid point. Take Ballad your pick. point.
3: Yeah, dude, look, I, I've been Jeez. on... That's not saying that Kirk, or, or sorry, Jansen or Maguire deserve a spot. Not mm. even a little bit. Yeah. Because I... Uh, McGuire in the last couple of weeks. Yes, I think he deserves a spot with this team as it's constructed because there's no other options other right. than Kirk. But you're in the spot that somebody has to go. Yeah.
0: The only player and look, I know a lot of people love Kirk. I get it. The only player in like that's, you know, a, considered a prospect within the system. And I don't even know if you can really consider Kirk a prospect still at this point, because he's, he's made the roster. Um, the only person that I do not want traded for something that's going to significantly help this team is Austin Martin. Otherwise yeah. take your pick, take your pick. I really don't care. Like if Alejandro Kirk is being floated out there in trade talk for something that can significantly help this team when it jumps to the bullpen, like a legitimate closer, or a, or a number, you're not going to get a number three starter for just Alejandro Kirk, but if he has to be thrown in with a couple of prospects in order to, to sweeten get the deal, a line. Yep. yeah, I, 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 do it. The only player I do not want to see go anywhere is Austin Martin. That's it.
2: Yeah. So on that note, are you trading Nate Pearson if you can get something right now? Yep. 100%. I thought you were.
0: I thought I, you were on my
2: chip.
3: <laughs> he is a eight of
0: glass, dude. I am all set. I have I lost would, all faith.
3: I would trade Martin.
0: You would trade Martin over Pearson?
3: No, 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 no. You're ready to if you were able to get the but piece it, you want if, in a trade. If you're,
2: you're okay, okay with that. If you get the
3: piece that you want, or the pieces, like a controllable starter, like if there is a world where there's a package where Austin Martin, Alejandro Kirk, and Groshans is going somewhere,
1: Woo-hoo! and
3: you build a package around that, but you're getting, you get you're getting godlike a players. You're getting well. You're getting no. Well, godlike. They don't have to be godlike.
2: Oh, but I know. I'm just being funny. They
3: don't. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have to be godlike at all. Because, like, what is Jordan Groshans? What is he?
0: He's a prospect. He, he's a yeah.
3: prospect. Okay, well, that means nothing. What no. is Austin
2: Martin like right now? What he is? He, Jordan Groshans is a star ninety six player on my MLB The Show Dynasty mode. That's the same. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: what I'm getting at is these guys. These guys are only prospects that are replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. But yes. if you're if you're going to get a frontline start, starting pitcher and you're going to get a third baseman or even at this point somebody that can play third or second that's controllable because Marcus Semien is not coming back next year. Is not. That money should be allocated I'm to Robbie Ray. That, that that fans don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> that that money should be allocated to Robbie Ray and another starting pitcher. Agreed. Um if you can get if you can lock down a starting pitcher, controllable starting pitcher and a controllable good infielder slash star infielder, you can trade those guys.
0: Yeah, I just I, I don't see a scenario in which you'd have to give up Martin for that. Um I think you can do it I don't without think so. him.
3: Yeah, but I, I'm no, I'm, I'm not I'm
2: not disregarding that he could be a piece that goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's
2: it He's not untouchable, but it's unlikely. It's kind of what you're saying.
3: There's, there's nobody on this team other than Springer, Guerrero,
0: Bo, oh. oh. That's it. Springer, we're talking. We're talking that, positional players. That's it. Yeah,
3: Thanks. positional players. And like, if you want to get into the pitching, like Romano and Manoa, and Ray, and Ryu is just not
2: going to get moved because of his contract. Correct. And not to mention, we hope he's going to be as good as he's been. So that's well, that's the thing, <laughs> right? And if he isn't, and if he isn't, you have to deal with that in the off season. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that even to that extent, Chris. That in a normal, he's been an ace for us, but that doesn't mean on most rotations in this major league baseball establishment that he would be an ace on a lot of these teams.
0: Right.
3: Mm-hmm. No, exactly.
0: You know, and you make a good point. Even if and when the Blue Jays don't get Simeon back, um, which I agree with you, I I don't think. I don't foresee that happening. It's not like they don't have a replacement in Kevin Biggio who could slide right back in that second base, which I think yeah. he, it's, he's best suited to play he if we're going to play him every day. day.
2: Correct. And he then has, even to that yeah. point, that's also a position that Austin Martin played. That's also a position that Jordan Groshans played Santiago. Espinal has yes. been looking pretty damn good. Just saying he's our
0: best third baseman period. I don't <laughs> I, care what anybody says. We're just going to okay. name
2: that next week's show. When I host Santiago best as the best third base,
0: <laughs> he's the best third baseman on this team right now. That's not, I don't even think that's, Arguable. And defensively, he's the best third baseman on this team. Yeah. Period. Look, I I just think that, you know, rounding it up, Jansen to me is the most expendable player. And I think he's going to be, you know, of the three, Kirk, uh, Reese McGuire, and Jansen. I think the one that you can do without the most is Jansen. Uh, it It would really baffle me if I heard me say this in the beginning of the season. But, you know, given the fact that, Reese tends to balance out the batting order quite well, just being a left handed bat. Um, he's at least reliable defensively. I don't think I've ever had an issue with him when it comes to defense. Um, it's just the offense is hit or miss. But if you have Kirk to sort of mitigate that and he can catch three uh, out of the two in the rotation, I, I just, I, Jansen needs to put it up right now. And I just haven't seen enough. I haven't seen enough that he can prove it. And it, so far it I'm surprised he's lasted this long because the, the roster spot is just not justifiable to me, but I, to I that get
2: point, it. though. I think he still has minor league options. So right now it is mm-hmm. literally like you said, you're, he's eating a 40 man r- roster yeah. spot along yeah. with those other guys yeah. that we have already yeah. kind of, you know, mulled around in the there. The fact that obviously they needed to keep Mourinho, <laughs> you know, he's got to be I'm, on the 40 man roster for a roll five. for run- one, I'm so
3: confused at why he caught Ray on Sunday. He hasn't caught him all year. Yeah. He did pretty good. Well, like (laughs) I'm still confused. There, there were some pitch selections. I didn't watch the whole game granted and didn't watch it that closely because I was out in the backyard doing some things and kind of just coming back and forth. There were some pitch selections that I was just kind of shaking my head at. And I, I can't think of the exact, inning in sequence was but there were some that i was just like rubby ray wouldn't do that normally but
2: that can be a welcome change though sometimes too that's basically okay. andrea's uh, whole game right there in a nutshell that's I'm being saying. smarter than the guy at <laughs> so but you anyway, Ryu, reuse even close
0: they're yeah, right. two
3: completely different pitchers right I agree. All right,
0: uh, let's move on. Let's, let's talk more about the rotation here because Tom Hatch was activated off the IL and had an outing with the Bisons on Tuesday night. Tossed five innings, allowing one hit, no runs or earned runs, three walks, and six Ks. Um, Chris, let's toss it to you. Assuming that he progresses well, who in this rotation right now is in trouble or because of how r- relatively well this rotation has been, uh, is Hatch in line for a bullpen roll simply due to lack of space? Look, I know in spring training, uh, he was the talk of the town, right? It was it, the, the hype was real when it came to Thomas Hatch. But, you know, we, we talked about Ryu. He's not going anywhere out of his rotation spot. Ray's not moving. Stripling has, I think, earned it at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manoa's not moving. The only person you can really think of right now, at least I can, is Mats. Um, And wouldn't necessarily hate it But knowing this team They might give him a little bit of wiggle room What say he? What do you think they're going to do with Hatch?
3: They're 100% going to give him wiggle room But if I was Steven Matz I'd be crapping my pants right now (laughs) Because you are walking a very, very thin line With every single pitch that you throw Now, having said that I don't think he should be terribly concerned About Thomas Hatch Thomas Hatch should be probably going into the bullpen. The reason behind that is what is Thomas Hatch? We know him in kind of a spot start bullpen role that threw. Let me just pull it up really fast because I do have it up. He, He threw 26 innings last year total, which starts in bullpen, whatever. 273 ERA, which is great. Um, 161 era plus 1.1 whip uh with a decent K per 9 I guess 7.9 I think Stephen Matt should be more worried about who they're trying to bring in from outside the organization I don't mm. think that they need to be concerned about Stephen Matt or uh about internal options yeah I don't think he should be worried about him unless they're gonna move mats to the bullpen which I I don't see that happening ever. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think he should be worried about Hatch at all. Um, Hatch is better suited for the bullpen and that's where I think we need him right now.
0: So why is he being stretched?
3: He's be another guy to eat up innings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, I don't know that the whole thing with Hatch hasn't made sense to me. Same with Pearson. I don't know, the the whole notion of stretching Pearson, like when he got hurt in spring training or whatever and then came back, like the whole the whole idea with Pearson being stretched out was just, it was silly to me. You, you turn him into the 2015 Aaron
0: Sanchez. Sanchez yeah. point,
3: and you make him throw 110 miles an hour out of the back end of the bullpen and let him throw a 50 to 75 innings this year and be extremely happy with that. And yeah. now you've lost him for another year, and he's a huge question mark.
2: Very big. So, I think he's honestly, guys. Until tonight, I really thought that Thomas Hatch was going to take Trent Thornton's spot. Period. God, I, didn't I have any it's... question in it. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't have any question of it. I figured that was literally the only thing that was going to happen. I figured, regardless of how Thornton's been pitching, until they had somebody to be able to eat up those innings like that, they were just going to leave him, you know, sitting in the bullpen and let. Anthony Kaye maybe start taking over some of those innings that, you know, Thornton's been pitching, but in that equation right now, I think he hatch is going to steal one of those roster spots from Castro or Saucedo who actually, I've enjoyed watching pitch. I mm-hmm. think there's something to Taylor Saucedo and I enjoyed watching him as a Lansing Glugnut from the seats. Um, there's some pieces there, but like I said, are they gonna are they helping this team win a playoff spot this year? No, I don't think so, but I think having Thomas Hatch in that bullpen with K to be able to eat up these innings for when the freaking starting rotation does have that hiccup day or a couple hiccup days in a row, you got two guys that can go out there and throw two or three innings and really eat up some stuff, and hopefully there's more coming. But right now, as this team is constructed, I think Hatch helps this bullpen more than he helps this starting rotation.
0: Is I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it, I'm just throwing it out there. Is a six man rotation completely off the table? Yes, okay.
2: For me, with Rio getting that better extra day start after rest, I would be curious, but I think it that's what I'm thinking. Somebody other than Thomas Hatch, okay. I think that's if, you br- if
3: you bring if you anyone
2: good in a trade, yeah, that's the reason yeah. st- Steven Matz becomes the sixth guy right now yeah and he's not starting then yeah and that's okay. kind of what i was thinking you're sprinkling it in the give uh because if you bring if in anybody worth a day and so on and so forth
3: if you're bringing in anyone worth their weight and is going to make an impact you want him there every fifth day you're not yes. going to screw around with six days because then that probably gives you three maybe four less starts out of them and chances are they're probably going to be a rental you're going to want to milk every single inning that you can get out of that guy. Yes.
0: True.
3: Yes. A la David Price. You're gonna yep. you're gonna run him out there every fifth day and work him like no other because yep. you don't care
2: if his arm falls off. I want to make this point because it was brought up in uh, Blue Jay Twitter the last few days. Right now, if you compare this team based solely on record, this is a five game win. Four, five more wins than we were at this point in 2015. And that was as of the start of yesterday's game. So I guess I'm sorry. It's four games now, <laughs> yeah. but to that point, is this a sell the farm for a rental season when the window in 2015 was closing with the guys you had Versus this is opening the window. I don't see the blue Jays taking those same prospect level guys and investing in a rental. What do you guys think?
0: no, because, you know, the the games behind matter in, in relative to 2015, right? There was a window there that the Blue Jays could have chased not just a wild card spot, but a division spot in 2015. As we talked about on the top of the show, I don't see that as reality this year. I don't. I don't see that. You're looking for a wild card spot, right? And if you're going to go... And in
2: doing that, you're trading for a guy that's going to help this team for a year or two. Right. Yeah, additional exactly. to this year. Okay. I'm not That's selling the
0: concerned. farm. I'm not selling the farm for a wild card spot. No way. Especially since that was a two game series or three at best out of three. No, I'm not doing it. I'll do it. No, if it's, it,
2: it, it's, it's still a one game. It's a one game.
0: There you yep. go. So, yep. yeah, no, absolutely not. Unless it's someone with, like, like we talked about a uh, best case scenario. I know this has been floated on, on Twitter, but like, Scherzer comes and you get an extension. Right, if it's just the, the stars aligned. that's the only way he'll come. Yeah, okay, that's
3: the only way that he'll uh, okay take a trade right. is
0: if he gets an okay. extension. Yep. Okay, then yeah, I'm uh, if it's doing that. Like that. I'm doing yeah. that.
3: Yeah, I said yeah, that the I, last time I was on with you guys that <laughs> yes. Scherzer, you do what you can to get Max Scherzer.
0: Yeah, you do what you're, you can to get him. Yep, and if you're doing that, then yeah, I'll, I'll I'll push some prospect capital because it's gonna chances are it's gonna take a decent amount, probably something to the Correct. tune of what we talked about when it comes to, you know, maybe a more or whatever. But at that uh,
2: point, you're a good se- good team, a better team for two, three years instead of just now.
0: Yes, mm. yes. At that point, yes. And you're you're fighting for future divisions. But still, I think this season at, at that point, if you get that down in the trade deadline, I don't know that you have enough time to make up the ground. I know you have a solid two months, but I still think you're chasing a wild card at that point, or, or rather securing a wild card at that point.
3: yeah Can I ask you something really dumb? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm the king of basketball. Should coming. I get you, my helmet? Would you? Yeah, you should. Would you be? Would you be willing to sacrifice more or better prospects for Herman Marquez or Scherzer with an extension? Hmm.
0: Right now, I'd rather have Scherzer personally. Right now, yeah. as good
2: as Herman Marquez has been. I still can't jump on that bandwagon. I yeah. I I would be taking the sure thing because I'm sorry to say, uh, even 40 year old Max Scherzer I think is still going to be better than um, Herman Marquez is going to be in his career. Scherzer's but, done you, it. He's done
3: he's it. He's done it. He's won before.
2: Yeah. yeah. And he just you, want, you want that killer out. instinct.
3: Yeah. You and that's one killer instinct.
2: Me. The drive. Yep. That is having Roy Halladay back on the team without work ethic. Period. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't so stupid then.
0: No. was only no. moderately. <laughs> yeah. like best But like scenario. you you
3: have to get that extension though yeah like you have to Correct. get
0: that yes yeah a best case scenario that. you have scherzer I, I, if you're i still don't know that ryu is a number one like he's the blue jays ace but next if, if this continues even if it doesn't i think the wear and tear is legit next season i'm not sure if there's ace material there um just based on like be the, one of the
2: best two number two guys in baseball that's what
0: i'm saying right and <laughs> if
2: He's that one, two guy, you know, he could be an ace, but he's really here, you know, and you get that solid part to your point.
0: You get Scherzer as your legitimate ace, a a legit ace for years after assuming an extension, and you're able to re-sign Robbie Ray. That's solid one, two, three. Then you put Manoa at four. And again, you figure out your five. Who gives a fuck really at that point? It's a five. But have you it, guys
2: notice how much Alec Manoa has been literally hanging on Hyunjin Ryu in the last few days.
0: Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love it. He's learning lovely. from the right guy. Just I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. You put Scherzer on this team with him. <laughs> Boom, man. Boom. Like, that's what I'm saying. Plus there's they still can still figure out. In, the tank in that whole minor
2: league system, yeah. too. So
0: you figure out. Don't we have stripling for another year, too? After this? Mm-hmm.
2: I believe he's arbitration is last year. It is this year coming. Yeah. So he was signed this year. I think and then he would. So he's get a free him. agent. Or I think do. he's a free agent after 2022.
0: Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There's your Thanks. five.
2: Thanks. There's your
0: five. Like, <laughs> you can forget right. that
2: your first priority for Robbie Ray though.
0: Of course. Correct. No, I agree. I a hundred percent agree with you. I'm I'm not going to, well, actually you're, I think right now your first priority is to get Vladimir Guerrero the extension that he deserves. Then you figure it out, but that should be done. It's Mike Trout right now. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's finish this up. We got picks to click. Chris, we already know what your pick is going to be, so we can we can just pencil that in.
2: Robbie Ray right now.
0: Well, yeah, just put it in. Robbie
2: <laughs> And then we got predictions. We got. I was
0: almost. Up. <laughs> I,
3: thought, uh,
2: I thought about it. I thought about it.
3: Yeah, Robbie Ray is going to give us just
2: an absolute light to performance.
0: All right, Craig. What about you? So- What's your pick? What well, What was last week? Let's go over.
2: Okay, so to that point, yeah, yeah, we were gonna carry over Springer for you because you were on the IL last week, unless cool, I man. didn't recall hearing anybody else. And then uh, Brendan had Teoscar Hernandez. So between Reese McGuire, Springer, and Teoscar, who had the best week?
0: Springer two, right? Two home That's runs in two days. What I was thinking.
2: <laughs> Teoscar had a typical, you know, Reese McGuire bad like a buck twenty-five over yeah, the last. Te- week. Teoscar had that really bad error. So, yeah. So it got, sounds like it's uh, got to be you winning with Springer, Mr. <clears throat> Corsair. Nailed it. So, you didn't even have to get in there and you got your, you, right. you, you took second place.
0: I'm ghosting <laughs> it. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that.
2: So, to that point. Okay. So, we got Robbie Ray for Mr. Robbie Ray for sure. Hey. And um, I'm going to go with Randall Gritchick, because he always destroys the frig- Rays.
0: There you go. Uh, that's a good point. So, we're going to be in Tampa. We're going to be in the. <laughs> Uh, For three
3: Hang on is Ray pitching against Yarborough Again Probably Because then, then I hate my chances Because Yarborough is going dis- to And it's going to make Ray look terrible <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> yeah. going to forget he was Anyways. Everything is to be done Except for Friday with McLean Give us an a pick He gave us Uh, He <laughs> oh, did He. he uh,
0: yeah All right where is the?
2: I'll stick with my boy. I'm loyal. I'm a loyal. pictures. You're just so... gonna make sure you put your big boy tight pants on, and you're gonna be all set this week. Well, nice. I'll show you the tightest pants, my friend.
0: <laughs> so Manoa is going tomorrow. Yep. Um,
3: he's gonna dominate Baltimore tomorrow too. Yeah, he's I gonna just so. chew him up and spit him out. It's just so. We, why, uh, Brian we need to. We need. We need 2-1 and one against Baltimore, and we need 2-1 at least against Tampa in a good spot going into the yes, With
2: the slide Tampa's been on lately, that's not unlikely. It's mm-hmm. not like what we were, we've been talking about. Yes, it's still the Rays, but this isn't the same Rays team we played a couple of weeks ago even. Although it's in the draw. Sorry, that that's,
3: be the card. that's the next talking <laughs> point. Adam, you make your pick. I Sorry.
0: don't want to pick uh, Vladdy because I feel like that's a cheap. I'm going to go Simeon. Heading into go. the All-Star game, it, he's probably... Isn't it
2: terrible that we have a cheat code?
0: Yeah, we do. <laughs> we <laughs> you totally just match
2: do. Your Nintendo controller with a Konami code right now? Yeah. Or what the Yeah, when you're in a
0: slump, <laughs> when in doubt, just, just pick Vladdy. You'll get out of that slump. 100%. Yeah. you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying right. to
2: get hashtag do a Vlad dance going.
0: Yeah. yeah do a flat. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, uh, like we've been saying, three at the Trop, and let's pick the All-Star game, guys. Let's let's just do it, even though it doesn't matter and it's kind of overblown. But uh, three at the Trop, I agree. We need to take two out of three, and I'm resting on that. So I'm going to say two out of three against Tampa. We're
2: I want to see a sweep, but I don't know We're
0: sweeping. <laughs> We're sweeping. Okay. I want my broom. Are you calling for a sweep, too, Brennan? Uh,
2: I would like to, but I think you're right right with the two and one. I I really think. No, we're beating up on Yarborough. All right. We get by him. We get by everybody, I think. Yep. We're sweeping. Uh,
0: All right. All-star game in Colorado. It's going to fly, I hope. I I hope just they're I just don't want to see any injuries, especially with, was it four all-stars from the Blue Jays because Bo's on the squad now? Uh, just
2: most all stars since '93.
0: I think so. I recall.
3: No, there was a it's year the most stars. AJ stars, Starters, yes. but I don't think the most. No, there was a year where was I it saw it in a tweet
2: 16 where they were talking about we had,
3: yeah, Fox. it was like it was like Cecil. It's no, Steve it never. was like Cecil, Delabar, Bautista, Edwin, I think, too. Edwin and somebody else. I think I want
0: to say was
3: Sanchez on that one? No, Sanchez and Strowman went together, didn't they?
0: Yeah,
2: I think it was twenty sixteen though.
3: Yeah, that was a nice romance. Either yeah. way, yeah. it's
2: Any been bombs. a lot. Nine yeah. nine 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 six for the AL. Yeah, nine with six
3: they, for with, the AL with Oscar hitting a bomb.
2: Oh, there it is, putting his name on the freaking national scale, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm It'll
3: gonna be go- taking. It'll be Taya Oscar that point makes a name for himself at the All Star All Star game. Okay. Out of any of the Blue Jays.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll go 10-8 American League, and I think I can see you with Teoscar, but I think Otani's just going to steal the show, just, uh, just the highlight of him pitching and hitting. Um, I think
3: he's going to flop.
0: I I hope I, I think he's going to flop in the home run derby. I just want to see. It. I, good I good think that's good. for sure. I think it's going to wreck him for the rest of the game, too. So, Woo. but um,
2: anyway, <laughs> to that point, I think uh, I think we are going to continue to see nothing but the Vlad show. Vladimania mania will. be oh, yeah. In all star, you know, in Col- in Colorado, and I'm actually going to be not as quite ridiculous as you guys are with the scores. I'm thinking a seven to two and it's gonna look like an all of a sudden slog for the American League to run away with that seven.
0: It's just gonna be kinda close
2: and then it's gonna just go whack, American League.
0: Yeah. Just flies. Just flies.
2: the, the, the National League's offense, I'm sorry. I, as much as I love Adam Frazier of the Pittsburgh Pirates, he is a batting average guy all, all day. He's yeah. not going to be like nothing. And they just have so many guys like that on that roster right now for the National League. Good baseball players, great baseball players, but they're like the Fred Lins compared to the crazy you know guys that are in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. If your judge gets hurt? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. I, I, we're going to finally find out if, um, you know, uh, Garrett Cole and uh, Adralis Chapman bring the sticky tack with them. Just saying.
0: Adralis
2: yeah. <laughs> Chapman's very
3: weird. Oh,
0: they can't throw the ball across the plate all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: now the
3: Yankees <laughs> or, are...
0: Or they'll just they'll all just do it, and yeah. they're not going to check. They're not going to yeah. check. If they're they're not going to check in that game. The show. I
3: don't know. I, don't know. I, I have zero time or patience for Adralis Chapman, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. I... I all right. So, uh, Kreshenberg.
3: Kreshenberg.
0: we've uh, we've reached the end. We are in the middle again of game two of the series against the Orioles. Right now, the Blue Jays are up six zero. I hope I'm not jinxing anything, but please don't blow this bullpen. But that being said, we it's only uh, the fourth. There's four yeah, Richards of time. is here tonight. We're all right. All right. That's yeah, <laughs> Thornton bent down. We're good. Um, we uh, we appreciate you guys listening. You guys that are listening on the podcast feed will know the result of this game before we do. I guess. So uh, there you go. Um, that being said, I want to give a to... special shout
2: out to the blue Jays fan nation. Really the quick before you, yeah. uh, because they gave out some, re- we, we asked on the Twitter feed first off, uh, show us the last time you we were at the Toronto blue Jays game, actually at the Rogers center with all the news going on. And we yeah. actually had a lot of feedback. Thank you very much. All the blue Jays fans for all the wonderful pictures that we got. And surprisingly a lot from across the pond.
0: Just nice. Saying. <laughs> nice. Nice. Love seeing the, uh, the international, uh, Uh, participation. But having said that, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Brennan, uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. I know he's trying out for a bullpen roll with the Blue Jays, so hopefully that works out for him and he can (laughs) be on the show. Uh, Speaking of next week... He's been drinking since 10 o'clock
3: this morning watching the England soccer game. England. yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So next week we're going to go on Thursday. It's an off day. For the Jays and actually all of baseball. So on Thursday, July 15th, that's when we'll be recording, coming live. And the same thing with the following week, July 22nd. Again, off day for the Blue Jays. So if you need uh, some Blue Jays in your life, you can come join us and hang out with us and interact with us uh, anytime. On the Twitter sphere, on the YouTube sphere, Facebook sphere, anywhere you get your video feed from live, we are there. And if you want to listen to us on your podcatchers, you can All your favorite podcatchers, we are there. Please hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us five-star and a quick review. Helps us out a lot. But that being said, let's end this like we always do. Two claps, Ric Flair, and a Let's Go Blue Jays. Woo! Woo!
2: Let's go Blue Jays. All-star break. Woo!
0: Don't blow this, Blue Jays.